Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Awakened Soul Podcast. It's been a hell of a week. Um, if you guys follow me on social media, you guys would have seen uh, that I attended a protest um, this weekend. Uh, one of the poems that I got to listen that was performed there is actually posted to the Awakened Soul YouTube page. So make sure you're checking that out. But enough of that. Uh, how rude of me. I am your host, CEO Hayes. And if this is your first time listening to the Awaken Soul podcast, you can go ahead and tune. Uh, I'm sorry. You can go ahead and follow me at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the show at Awaken Soul Pod or at theawakensoulpod.com. We are a member of the Breaks Media. Uh, you can check me and the rest of the podcasters that are a part of the team at thebreaksmedianetwork.com. If you're interested in just finding more dope black ass podcast um this has been uh, a wild week right um not it's it's kind of starting to calm down um somewhat but i think one thing that the rallies and the protests are going to continue luckily the riots have seemed to calm down a lot uh from this time last week when we recorded so luckily we aren't experiencing that much in uh well that that much negativity in the culture and that's again that's for the people who are just tired of the rioting and what that turned into but protesting always um and i think this is really going to go through through fourth of july um i really think juneteenth is coming in i think it's going to be some big protests then coming up as well then also fourth of july this is just it's just funny how everything happened um and and just the time frame because you can clearly see a path where this is going to continue and not lose steam anytime soon which is good we need to keep the eyes on it uh keep the ears on it as well that's part of why i'm talking about it on my platform but um enough of that enough of the prefacing uh we got a great show planned for you guys we're gonna go in the end of mind of hay segment we have a couple of segments we're going to get into a couple of topics i should say that we're going to get into we're going to talk about jordan uh and what his brand's doing we're going to talk about a kanye appearance uh which is funny because i got a funny story to tell about that also a uh, response from roger goodell in the nfl um so we're going to get into all that right after we get into our intro music uh, which is going to start right about now i'll see you guys right after this the following is a breaks media podcast you are now listening to the best podcast in the world the awakened so hosted by my dad i'm going back some monday i'm going back some monday i'm going back So we're in my dark and twisted, crazy ass mind in the in the mind of hay segment. And so what I have for you guys this week is just a couple of topics from from the culture. Nothing too crazy or wild. Nothing that should hopefully not get me ranting this week like I did last week. The first thing is something uh, coming off the last dance. And I've mentioned a bunch of times how I'm a huge Chicago Bulls fan, uh, Michael Jordan fan. He's the GOAT. Uh, there's no question about that to me. But something that has always been 
kind of missing. I don't really want to say missing from his resume, but something that Jordan has always really stayed out of is a lot of social issues. So, uh, social issues and politics, you don't hear very much uh, from Jordan on. It's part of the reason why he, when he says Republicans buy tennis shoes too, that's been a quote that stuck around for like 30, 30 years because he really doesn't comment much uh, on stuff like this. Well, he has come through, come away from that in a very, very big way. And I think this highlights the fact of just currently everybody's kind of fed up, like kind of everybody's fed up with um, the loss of black lives um, and just everything that's going on. Well, the Jordan brand is putting uh, the money where Jordan's mouth is. Uh, in this case, they are donating a hundred million dollars um, to uh, issues with, with black lives and social issues. So the official quote, and I'll read the official statement that the Jordan brand came out with is Jordan brand is more than one man. It's always been a family. We represent a proud family that has overcome obstacles, fought against discrimination in communities worldwide, and that works every day to erase the stain of racism and the damage of injustice. The will, the work, the excellence the world has come to know is a result of one generation after another pouring their dreams into the next. It's 2020, and our family now includes anyone who inspires aspires to our way of life. Yet as much as things have changed, the worst remains the same. Black Lives Matters. This isn't a controversial statement until the ingrained racism that allows our country's institution to fail is completely eradicated. We will remain committed to protecting and improving the lives of black people. Now, this is as as soon as like in Jordan has had a quote himself, but this is the official statement from the brand. Now, as far as this recording, there has not been um, they have not stated exactly what um, what causes or, or, or companies are going to be donating the hundred million dollars to but um it's 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 a huge it's huge to have jordan putting his name behind it and you know I, i'm i'm one as well and shout out to ronda mary uh one of my favorite uh creatives and youtubers who uh has been pushing this thing so long that celebrities are not role models entertainers are not role models i think is the exact way and it, it it's true and it's true and but at the same time, while you shouldn't model your life after what your favorite celebrity, what your favorite entertainer, what your favorite actor does, um, and shouldn't look to them necessarily to, to bail us out, it's great when people are putting their money and and the attention that their brand gets behind uh, causes like this. And especially in something that, that I think we need to do our due diligence on is like, while right now we're, we're at the boiling point of this, where like companies... Hulu, Netflix, everyone's coming out in support of Black Lives Matter, in support of, of racism. And I think in, even in this time, we need to discern the companies that have been doing this for a while, who have been putting their money behind it, who have been supporting causes. And the ones that now that they see that shit is at an all time high, I want to make sure that they can stay away from it negatively affecting them. Um, but in cases like this, this is something that I, I wanted to take time out to talk about and mention because it's powerful. Um, and when you have someone like Jordan, who people do look up to, whether right or wrong, that's a completely different conversation. And you guys know where I feel about it, whether it's right or wrong for people to look up to celebrities, the way that they do, the fact of the matter is they're going to do it. So we can argue whether it's right or wrong all day long. But the fact is people are going to do it regardless of if it's right or wrong or not. So it's good that when we do have celebrities and companies that people do look up to that are putting uh, their money and their fame behind stuff like this and, and putting a voice um, to it. So that, that I wanted to mention that, like I said, especially because Jordan has been someone who hasn't been very outspoken. That's one thing that I have always given LeBron over Jordan. And it's wrong to compare them, uh, especially in case like this. But um, LeBron's activism has been there since damn near day one. Um, and so it's not that it makes it better or worse. I'm not going to say all that, but it's just good that we actually uh, that we do have Jordan and his brand um, supporting the cause and supporting things that, like that that's going forward. So we're going to come off that. Um, the next topic that we have to get into is Roger Goodell. And um, it's funny because the NFL, like if we look at like the recent timeline of events, right, uh, things that have really kind of contributed to people just being fed up now. Uh, one of the major things of that is um, Colin Kaepernick and kneeling. And then what happened to him and what the NFL did to him after the fact, how the NFL didn't support it, how the NFL banned certain things and spoke out against certain things. And uh, Kaepernick was kind of blackballed from the NFL for years um, because of it. And now we have this statement. We're going to get into the statement. I'm going to play it right now. It has been a difficult time for our country. 
in particular, black people in our country. First, my condolences to the families of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and all the families who have endured police brutality. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much needed change in this country. Without black players, there would be no National Football League. And the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening. I am listening. And I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices and others on how we can improve and go forward for a better and more united NFL family. And so you got to hear that statement, right? You got to hear that. And this is why I wanted to highlight the difference between our, or what I said before on the importance of knowing companies that have always been supportive and the companies who now, because of where things are, are trying to stave off some of the negative impact that it can have by them being looked at as, as a company who, who doesn't always stand by um, their black um, employees in this case or, or their players and stand against racism. So now that you have that statement coming out and Kaepernick was not mentioned in that at all, like they could have mentioned him by name, I think would have gone a, a long way. It just doesn't feel genuine to me. Um, and this is where we separate the fact, like I like to do, separate facts from Hayes's opinion and Hayes's feelings. Um, but mine is that this just feels like complete and utter bullshit. It feels like it feels like so that they can try to get ahead of it because the NFL is coming back sooner rather than later. Um, and and especially when they're players, so many NFL players got together and, and came together and created a video um, that now they want to get ahead of it. Now they want to be looked at as different. And to me, it just comes off. It just feels really fake. It feels really phony. It feels really disingenuine um, to come out with this now, um, because if the NFL would have supported its players, supported Callan Kaepernick all these years ago when the, when the kneeling started, we could have been in a better place with the movement right now. Black life, like it, it could have been so much better. But when you you look at something that put the bottom line, the dollar, it felt like over the real life cause that Callan Kaepernick was trying to support. And, you know, the Drew Brees thing, I'm not going to get into that because I'm not going to I don't really want to give Drew Brees's whack ass apology too much time on my platform. Um and it's funny because I loved, I used to love Drew Brees as a player back when he was in uh, San Diego because him and LaDainian Tomlinson were bad. But again, I'm getting sidetracked. I don't want to get off on that too much because that's something that will frustrate me. I'm trying to keep this episode rant free since last episode was so rant filled. But um, really, it just like evaluating this, it just doesn't feel good. Right. Uh, at least to me. Again, these are my feelings rather than the facts. And when I look at it, it just feels like something that is like. It just feels cheap. It feels cheap. Even even if you listen to his voice, he doesn't sound passionate. He doesn't sound fed up with with, with the the way that the, the that this country works and the racism involved. And you know, I get it. Um, not everyone. I'm a monotone person sometimes too. But just everything coming from him of all people. Um, for me, I don't want I don't want to just automatically label it as as fake or, or or phony. That's how I feel about it right now. I hope that if this is the case. If this is truly how the NFL views it and, and they've now recognized where they went wrong with not standing by protesters, not standing by their players, not standing by things like that. All right. If that's if that's the case, if that's really what's going on, show and prove. Show, show me that the, it, it will be clear and evident in their actions and what they do going forward with the movement and especially with tensions high. And when the start of the season comes, it'll be very evident. So prove me wrong in this case. But as of right now, I'm not feeling it. Um, it feels like bullshit to me. But, you know, I've been wrong before. That's one thing that I want to point out. And one thing I always try to do in this is that I don't have all the answers. I don't want to act like I do. I don't want to act like I know everyone's intentions. I don't I don't I don't always know. All I can do is give you my honest feelings right now based off what I've seen and what has happened. And it just feels phony to me. Let me know what you guys feel. I would love to hear from you guys on how you feel about um, the NFL now making this statement. And Goodell, he just. I just really don't like Roger Goodell, even before the racism thing, how he treated his players and how when he came in, he acted as judge, jury and executioner with uh, suspensions and sometimes not even getting the full uh, details of cases and stuff like that. Like it's just overall 
I just don't like Roger Goodell. So I, I can admit that my judgment on this stuff with Roger Goodell may be a bit blurred because I just I'm just I'm not the biggest Roger Goodell fan. Um, but, you know, again, let me know how you guys feel about it. We're going to move into our last topic during this in the mind of Hay segment. Um, and the last one is Kanye West. And it's so funny. I said at the top how I have a funny story about Kanye West. And the day, the day that I commented and said, has anyone seen Dr. Umar Johnson or Kanye West during all this? He donated two million dollars. Um, set up a 529 college plan for uh, George Floyd's daughter, Gianna. Um, and then later that, that evening, he was in Chicago marching with the people with his mask on. Um, and it's it's when so initially and this is where we're going to walk down. And I'm going to show where again, where I can be wrong at um, when this when I made that comment about Kanye West. It was because he came out so loudly in defense of Trump. This isn't a Trump. I don't want to make this a Trump supporter thing or not. But when you are uh, someone of that caliber and who has spoken out very loudly about stuff before, and now you have these huge movements and you're quiet on it, it does raise some eyebrows, right? So when I made that comment, it was because of that. Um, and then to hear that he donated $2 million to the 529 plan, uh, well, and, and set up a 529 plan for Gianna to go to college. To me, my initial thing with that was that's great that he did that, but I feel like it's a way that he can be looked at as, as supporting the cause without really putting his voice behind it. Um, that was my initial comment on that. Um, and then when he went out and was in the streets of Chicago protesting and marching with people. I was like, OK, actions more than words. And this is why we can't always look for people to tweet out. We can't always look at just what they do or say on their social media. It's about the actions. And when Kanye went on the ground with those people in protest and organize and to organize Chicago public schools and to separate them from the Chicago Police Department, that's that that's putting your your voice behind it in a different way. Um, now, if that continues, you know, and some people will still see this because we, uh, you know, Kanye was close to being canceled uh, to some people. Um, and I and I can understand that. I can understand why some people still will look at this and and kind of not really believe it with Kanye or not. But as of right now, my feelings on it are I'm happy as hell that he did it. I'm happy as hell that Kanye has stood out because, again, to go back to what we talked about before, whether it's right or it's wrong, people are going to look up to celebrities. Um, and Kanye has been someone who has been looked at as letting us down. So in this case, he's shown up um, again. I love to hear how you guys feel. For those who have have basically said that uh, canceled Kanye or they weren't listening to Kanye music. Did this do anything for you guys? Did this kind of change your opinion on Kanye? Not saying that it, need, it necessarily changed it. Uh, did a complete 180. Now you're completely back in support of Kanye. But did this does this make you say, say to yourself, all right, now. Let's give him another chance. Let's see what he's going to do going forward. Does it make you feel that way? That's kind of where I am right now. Um, I'm not back fully on board with Kanye. Uh, I still, Kanye's first three albums are going to stay in rotation in my life forever. But um, I'm not fully back in support. But I, I will say that now I want to see what he continues to do because he has a chance to kind of, I don't want to say win me back because it's not that serious. But um, I'm, just, I'm just happy to see the brothers showing up and doing some stuff um, outside of that. So that's it. Um, during the In the Mind of Hay segment, we're going to get into now the Cookie Chronicles. So before we get into that, you're going to hear um, an ad from another podcast. Um, this time it's actually not a Breaks Media podcast. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, and then we're going to get into the Cookie Chronicles. I'll catch you guys on the other side of that. Hey, hey, looking for a new story podcast for your kids to listen to? Check out Stoop Kid Stories, original stories written and narrated by me, Melly. Each story introduces a new young character who goes on an adventure and has to face different obstacles dealing with their friends, their family, and their community. It's a great opportunity to spark conversations with your young ones and entertaining for the entire family. Find Stoop Kid Stories on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and on Instagram at Stoop Kid Stories. See you on the stoop. Hey guys, this is the First Lady with Cookie Chronicles here on the Awaken Soul Podcast. And I hope you guys had a really, really, really decent past couple weeks. Even though we have a lot going on, my last couple weeks have been 
clusterfucks to say <laughs> the least um but let me tell you what was the icing on the cake this week i'm talking to my women okay the ladies ladies how many times have you heard from males specifically but anyone that you were alpha female and that you have to kind of tone down being um the strong woman in order to get a man and that you'll never have one if you don't now everybody knows me i am pretty cool calm and collected but i was having a conversation with a few of my co-workers and apparently this is a thing that is going around the office about me which i think is hilarious um it used to irritate me and it irritated me because People make it seem like such a negative thing, and I definitely don't think it's negative. So, alpha, for those who do not know, refers to a dominant person or their behavior, especially with respect to socially aggressive, hypermasculine men. So, that's just the general definition of alpha. Now, the term alpha female is often used in the context of dating. So I'm trying to figure out, (laughs) one, why we're at work and you're worried about my dating. And two, I mean, if I'm an alpha, I'm an alpha. Like, I cannot help that. I do have a very strong personality, but especially in the workplace. I feel like if you can't do what you need to do, I'm going to step up and do it. And then I'm going to let you know you're not doing it. And then it's going to get done. (laughs) I don't understand what the problem is. And I've heard that so many times. And here's the other thing in reference to not being able to date because of having an alpha personality. Listen, ladies, the right man will bring the feminine right out of you. So I ain't worried about it. Now, even in my dating relationships, there was a few times where I had to step up to the plate and essentially I wore the pants in the relationship. Now, do I want to be super submissive? And I'm going to say submissive even though I know a lot of people hate that word. Absolutely. No woman wants to be strong all the time. I would love to be in a relationship with a man that can just take over and lead and trust his judgment and what he does and his decisions and where he wants us to go. But not everybody has leadership abilities and even men. So sometimes we do have to step up and put on the pants and be the man and the woman, which is exhausting. And do we want to do it? No, but sometimes the shit has to be done. So That was my rant, and I was so pissed off when I heard it, but then I was like, you know what? That is a great thing, and it has really helped me, believe it or not, being an alpha female, rise up in the ranks at a lot of the jobs that I've had. Like, I've moved up very fast. Um, Even with my current job, there's other managers there that have nothing to do with my department, but I'm always being called on to oversee them or do work that they're supposed to be doing because the corporate office knows that if nobody's going to get nothing done in the office, T is going to get it done. So I don't have a problem with it. You know, it's helped me a lot career-wise. It's helped me um, in my day-to-day life. Like, it's nothing wrong with being a no-nonsense, low-tolerance, I-don't-take-no-bullshit, get-your-shit-together-or-step-off approach to life. And it's far as i'm concerned everybody should take that approach but ladies what are your stories with being called an alpha female have other people seen it as a negative connotation when it comes to you have you been told that you're not going to get a man or you're going to be single forever or that you should dumb down um how strong you are to be in a relationship have you had issues with that in the workplace um now i will say that depending on with me personally like some of my female co-workers and 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 colleagues you know sometimes have an issue with that as well so it's not just the men but again 
get your shit done and nobody will have to tell you what you're not doing you know just get it done and do it the right way and that's in all aspects of life so ladies if you are being called an alpha female do not take offense to it it is not a bad thing fuck whoever says it and just do you okay do you now again if you have any stories hit me up at cookie crime dmv on instagram you can catch me on facebook at tia the first lady or you can catch me on my personal instagram page the first lady all right you guys don't forget to tell me your stories i really want to know because i was struggling this with this for a really long time and today i was just like fuck it (laughs) so let me know what you have gone through with it and until next time y'all bye What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Marco the Prince, the host of Hear Me Out Podcast, and I am here to tell you a little about me and my podcast. I'm a little bit about me. I'm born and raised in Portland, Oregon, currently reside on the East Coast. I have done everything from a nine to five, retail, been homeless, been engaged, um, AmeriCorps, volunteer jobs, and whatever you think of, I probably done it or experienced it. And I am here just so my voice can be heard and hopefully touch the voice of someone else to remind them that we all don't got it, but we can all go get it. Um, so I'm here to just share my life experiences, motivate people, rant, and just be heard. So you can hear me out on all the socials at hear me out.pod for instagram hear me out podcast on facebook and also this is hear me out on twitter and you can also stream me on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify brinker overcast pocket cast radio public and wherever you catch your favorite cast at so hopefully you hear me out and catch the vibe Attention, I don't even know what I might do with it. That control beat is like a ugly bitch that everybody done fuck wrong. Maybe you hit it. Oh man, I'm on concern why niggas been texting myself, calling my phone, asking me about this kind of shit. They ain't even really diss me on, I ain't drawn all this propaganda. Rap shit about the real sound. Now I'm lyrical all of a sudden. Well, last year they claim they ain't understand me, I'm bearing this. And pissing on they graves. Another nigga, other nigga name on your chain, and they call me a slave. Niggas scared of this country ball. But for me, I catch a bite in the studio, trying to calm your soul, looking at your mind. I think Chris a guy, man, I put you in the trunk with these soul wood. Feel sweet in my shot. I'm so prolific with these scriptures, they might give me a bottle. Page one, coming, son, my your manners. Just be cool. I know you lame when you was in school. The little fame you ain't used to, and it was easy for you to move through. English class with your feet sores. Like one of these days, I'ma be a rapper, but all my verses gon' be bored. So I'ma take them all these southern artists that mainstream never heard of. Recycle all of they lingo and make sure I screw my words up. Drop off for your swagger jack, and I'm overwhelmed by your dedication. You act the fool, these people in the thinking that your music was innovative. Frustrate. All right, so we're into the main um, discussion topic for today. Um, and the first thing that I kind of want to get into is that I was lucky enough to attend the uh, Unite, Educate, and Inspire event uh, put on by the Culture 614 here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and it was a great, like, I really, I don't really want to label it a protest. It was like, was it a rally? It was kind of a mix of everything. So we had uh, speakers come out to speak about um, some of the injustice going on in, in Columbus. We had um, a, a lawyer come out. We had a member of the community, a poet came out. Then we also had uh, just just speakers in general. And it was a great um, event to get to go to because, you know, in a time like this, to see people actually unite, um, to see in that crowd people of color, uh, white people, people of different races, to kind of all come out to, to gain information um to come together on a cause that uh, and of injustice and get to and want to learn more and really be engaged and you know have the signs out. It, w- it was just a beautiful event to be able to attend to and go. And um, it was funny because I said like you know I, I'm I'm all about our culture in this in this uh, in this community. This whole reason I built this platform was to talk about things in our culture that we don't typically talk about to help improve our culture um, to really be a steward of our culture. And I hadn't been to a protest up until that point. So it was very important to me, um, this, this past weekend to really go, uh, to be out there, um, 
uh, not even necessarily to network, even though that kind of happens naturally, especially when you have the camera out there and, and they're wondering what you do. And I was wearing uh, merch and, you know, I actually uh, met a member of the Supreme Court here in in Columbus, Ohio, and it was it was great to be able to do those things. But more important than all of that, it was the message of the event and the spirit in which it was it was meant to, to be put on with. It was supposed to be a family friendly uh, rally and protest. And that it definitely was captured. And so um, I just wanted to share my story and getting to go out with that. We're actually we're actually going to end this podcast um, with one of the poems that were that was performed there. Um, but outside of that, it just uh, what are you guys doing? Like, what have you guys been doing? Um, in your communities, have you guys gotten to go out? And I don't. I'm, this isn't to shame anyone, because if you haven't been had a chance to go out and go to any rally or any protest in your area, I can understand it. Um, I can understand maybe the fear of it getting wild and being arrested. People have kids; they don't necessarily want their kids out there. And you know, this one was a family friendly one, friend, family friendly event, and people did have their kids out. Um, but not everyone, every event or protest is like that. Uh, to where people feel safe having their kids out. So this isn't shame at all. But I would love to hear um, stories on people. Uh, from people on what they've done, what they've been able to take uh, part in, if they plan to take part in anything. I know, like I said, Juneteenth, there's going to be a lot of them. Uh, July 4th, there's going to be a lot of them. So hopefully, um, if it, it does interest you, you can find one that kind of fits your schedule, fits your situation so that you can attend. Because what I can honestly say, coming from the one that I was able to go to, it was powerful. Um, we got to talk about uh, the Columbus mayor and people dropped information on that and how to get him removed and you know that process so it was really it was truly what it the title was it unite educate and inspire and it did all those things I feel like um from the time that I was able to be there so you know hopefully we can get more um I'm, I'm really looking forward to try to work with the culture 614 uh, more because I just feel like what they're trying to do um in the city very much aligns with what I want to do and uh my brand and, and things that I want to do so you know you'll you'll be seeing me at more uh more than likely and hopefully the whole family can come out the next time um and we can we can do it as a family thing um so yeah that's that's just kind of the first thing that I wanted to talk about but the the main part of this discussion topic you know I like leaving you guys with lists um, that's, that seemed to be, to be my thing, especially when I'm podcasting and I'm, it's a hundred percent solo episode, um, is, 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 um, leaving you guys with a list of things and a list of thoughts and something to think on and chew on. Right. Uh, when you come away from this, because overall with the awakened soul, what I truly want to do is that when you walk away from it, you're, you're left to think about something. I hate surface level shit. Um, I want something to stick with you guys. So this is something it's just simple. This isn't going to be the longest episode ever um, because I've really been hitting you guys hard with a lot of deep stuff the last couple of weeks. But the question that's that constantly is asked, right, is besides protesting. um, And that goes back to what what I was talking about just a few minutes ago, because everyone it just everyone can't protest. It's just everyone doesn't. it, It just it's not a viable option for everyone. So besides protesting, what are things that you can do to support the Black Lives Matter movement? Um, And I came up with a list, as always. um, And so I'm just going to leave you guys with this um, and then we can talk about it uh, afterwards. And guys, let me know how you feel about it going forward. So the first one that we came to is donate. And that seems like the easiest one. Um, And I know there's a lot of different places out there. Uh, there's a lot of different websites. There's a lot of different causes, and it may be hard to know which ones that you can donate to. Um, so one is uh, Change of Color, of course. Um, that is a national online or- organization that fights racial injustices um, around crime, policing, voting, and uh democracy. So that is one of the easiest ones that you can uh, donate to. They actually was one of the spearheads of the um, Seeking Justice for Breonna Taylor. So that's one that you can definitely go to is is if you want to um, donate, uh, if you can't donate your time, if you want to send a donation. And one of the things I know this is like one of the cliche things to say when it comes to donating is you can that it doesn't matter what size it is, any amount of money that you can, rather if you just instead of going out to eat one day, you decided to use that money to donate. It goes a long way. Um, especially just imagine if everyone um, did that. 
that is one of the easiest ways, one of the things that you can do. There's also the National Bell Fund Network. If you want to defend, I'm not not defend, if you want to donate to um, some of the bell reliefs of, of protesters and people, uh, National Bell Fund Network is another one that you can research. It's a great research if you want to donate to that. Um, that's a great one outside of looking in your, in your local area. And then also um, in your local area, look at some of the, the companies that are um, putting on these events and these protests. Like I said, for example, the one I attended, uh, that one was put on by the Culture 614. They take donations. So there's a there's a great way that if you if you do want to donate, it's just look up, do your due diligence. Um, don't just go to like the first one that comes up. Like look look to see how you can affect. I would almost say locally first. Um, if, if you can do that, because that's easier and you kind of see your money more directly there. But again, uh, change of color, um, the National Bell, Bell Fund, that's a that's a great one as well um, to look at, to look into another one. And this one, especially in this day and time, uh, and this is another form of donating. But I, I want to put this one on the list as well is you can make face masks. That's something you can do in your in your house as we have people um, donating and COVID-19 is still a thing. You know, last week I had mentioned like if all, with all these protests, all this protesting, if we didn't see a spike in COVID-19, it was going to seem fishy to me. But there has been a spike. Um, and the thing is that you can help create masks. Again, the the one that I went to this weekend, they were actually um Masks were available there as well. So, yeah, you can definitely create masks um, and help donate those to your causes. Get in touch. Get in touch with those. Um, so that's another one that I wanted to point out there. Uh, you can make masks. You can donate those masks. And really, if you look at like YouTube there, it's surprisingly easy how you can make masks out of like and all the different things you can like buy cloth. You can make them out of old T-shirts like there's a lot of different ways you can make masks. I know that may seem like something that is like really mass, but uh, you it can help. It can help keep people safe and it can help uh, people feel more comfortable about going out and, and uh, contributing to these protests, protests. Um, another one. This is another easy one. This one is pretty straightforward. Support black businesses. Um, take time out to lo locate uh, and research black businesses in your way. That is probably the most tangible way to really invest um, in the black community and, you know, black owned things and help improve that is that if you if you go and support local black owned businesses, even if that may mean um, and again, something that, you know, we talked about on Twitter, actually, before all this happened, I would never say to anyone get less service just so you can focus on uh, supporting a black business. Make sure that they also are that they earn your patronage. But you sometimes you have to search out black owned businesses because they don't have the money to promote like some of these other ones that are well known. They survive off word of mouth a lot of times. But if you guys can go out and try to find ones and then see what it's like. Again, if you get bad service, no one's going to expect you to keep going there. I want to make sure that I make that distinction because some people feel like you if you have to just say, oh, I'm buying black and do it regardless. Like you find the black business that also is going to earn the right for your patronage. Um, but sometimes you have to search that out. And that's one that we that we um, that we miss very, very so often. Um, another one uh, and another easy one. All these are fairly easy, really, when you think about it. It's not going to be anything again, because this whole list is built around. How can you help support the movement? How can you help improve black lives without necessarily protesting? Um, ampli amplify black voices. And when I think about that and when I say that um, something that I've said on my platform before is that we all now have a platform. If you're on social media, you have a platform to reach hundreds of people, if not thousands of people, if not hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions of people, depending on you on, on your base. But if you use your platform, a simple retweet, a simple repost, a simple uh, let me post this this video or the, or this graphic that that another person created, if you prioritize and amplify the the voices of the black leaders of the black artists of just not even just black people of the people who are supporting the movement of the people who are creating either content or creating um or contributing to podcasts or uh, protests just people who are putting their voices behind it if you are afraid because you do whatever like you can help amplify the voices of the people that are doing the work by Posting stuff like that, reposting, going out and reading books to help it and then talking about your your experiences when you when you do things like that. Um, it, it's it's powerful. Another resource that you can check out in this case is the African-American Literature Book Club. Um, and it has great resources if you want to look into anything like that. Um, also, local black authors, if you if your city has any. But when you do things like this and when you try to 
made me better understand uh, the systemic re uh, racism that is built in, into this country, you are helping. You may not even realize it. Um, I'm reading White Fragility right now, which is actually written by a white woman, and it's great. I always said that it's great because it's a white person recognizing white privilege and then speaking out about it. Um, I think sometimes uh, people may even recognize that I have these feelings, but they're, they're afraid to speak out on it because they're afraid of how it's going to be looked, how their family is going to take it and everything. But when you amplify black voices and when you do, and you use your, your, your platform um, and social media to prioritize things that do help and that speak out positively about what's going on, you are doing a great job um, in trying to help the uh, the movement. Another thing, and we talked about this, like donate. And this is still a form of donating. It's funny how much stuff kind of comes back to that. But um, offering supplies, like um, that's another thing that you can donate. And we don't talk about that enough. I don't think either as well. Um, is that you really need to uh, take the time out um, to to to. Let me not say you need to, but it's it's kind of easy in a sense to just take the time out to to donate. Um, things to, to the protests and, and cause like the thing that we're that we're at now and if you look at it the world is kind of tired of this right um it's not just this country anymore people in london are black lives matter like we're really we're really getting to a place where people are fed up and people are really coming together um um but yeah okay uh, let me get back to this i'm getting i'm getting sidetracked another thing that may seem like um it, it's simple right we all have it now i think every um uh, cell phone platform has you can do download a police uh, monitor that's a great way of that you can help support the black lives matter movement and it may seem seem simple just in your downtime even if while you're reading if you're doing if you have a police scanner in the background and you hear something and you call it out you you post it on social media you, you do whatever you can with it record it whatever um that is a huge huge resource that we need to do more often is that we need to monitor the police scanners if we can. Um, <clears throat> another thing that in the, in that same vein is that if you can, and this is one of those things that everyone isn't going to have as well, um, if you can shelter protesters, if you can give protesters a place where they can do their thing, even if that's not maybe your, uh, like you don't have the time, if you can do that, it's, if you have a, a building, if you have a venue, um, and you can and you can help, house or, or host a protest you don't necessarily have to have to physically be there that's something that i think i hope that we see more of um and not just in my city but worldwide um and then lastly the very last thing that we have here put your vote behind it and really mean it really research what's going on um that's the ultimate thing on how we're gonna how, how you can support it if you're not gonna show up and protest don't you don't have to protest with your words uh if you can't protest with your money if you're not in that situation your vote is a protest in of itself and if we all vote in in the same way and if we all can get on the same page and vote in a way that's going to cause some actual change and research people who are who actually can help change the way that the system is currently set up that's how we're gonna that's how we're really going to be supportive that's how we're really going to show that black lives matter because we're going to stop voting for motherfuckers who keep the same system the same systemic racism the same fucking barrel that we've all been in when they keep that same thing going and we get off that that train that enough is going to be your protest enough that's how you can support the black lives matter movement that's how you can support the end of racism that's how you can support that you're tired of the shit is putting your fucking vote behind it but that's it on the list man um like i said a fairly it's not extremely long i didn't have a super uh huge ton of stuff i i there were almost there was a chance because i like when I started off, it was like either the protest or the episode. There wasn't going to be both. Um, and luckily I was and I funny because I, I tweeted. I was like, I'm going to probably find a way to do both. Um, and I'm lucky and I'm happy that I did um, because you know, showing up is one thing. But now I need to take what I learned, uh, what that event was to me and hopefully give it back out to different people. Um, but, yeah, it, it just it, it's going to be and I don't want to I don't want to shortchange it and I don't want to undercut it and i don't want to make it seem like it's going to end anytime soon i really feel like this time feels different right at least to me uh when we've had the mike brown situation we've had other situations like that like people got pissed off for a while and it kind of died back down um relatively quickly this one really really feels at least like it's going to go for quite a bit longer um when you look at like how people are looking at at the police um and looking at uh the george floyd case 
And it's funny that things keep coming out, right? Um, I think that it had a chance to die down um, before the coroner came out saying that he didn't die from asphyxia. And then they had their own private uh, medical examiner look over it. And then they said, no, he did. And then I think something from then uh, came out that said that he was po he possibly had COVID-19. I don't want to state that as a fact uh, because I actually didn't fact check that point. But I remember seeing something about that. Um, it's I don't know. This time just it just feels like this is going to go for a very, very long time. Um, and it needs to, it needs to. And you know, the timelines down, died down to you. Someone's like, it's still fun and games and people talking about stuff, but it's constantly something else. It's constantly something about black lives matter. It's constantly something about police. Um, and, and in the George Floyd case, and I believe even like something that that's come out recently is that, um, a couple of the cops, uh, that were actually charged in the, in the George Floyd case came out and said that they try to get um, the other cop to stop. And, you know, he was just doing what he was trained to do, but they tried to tell him he was wrong. And in my opinion, they're just setting up for their defense. Again, I may be a pessimist in that case. Um, I may be somebody who maybe I'm just looking at it too negatively, but that's just my opinion on it. I think they're just setting up uh, for when they go to trial, they're going to try to get off the best way that they can. And they're setting themselves up now to say, oh, well, he was going he basically went rogue. We were trying to tell him we were trying. I don't believe that. I, I, I just don't. Um, details may come out that change my mind. I leave I leave myself open to that. But as of right now, ah. I, I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And then like people are being are calling out and noticing things that maybe wouldn't go out. There was a sheriff in Tennessee who used the N word on, on a on a phone call and, you know, he was called out for it and he's apologized since then. But the, it just it just doesn't seem like it's going to die down and it shouldn't. Right. Because people are tired and, and shout out to Don Lemon, man. Like he's fed, fed the fuck up to has zero F's le left to give. Um, but when you see so many people being in support of it um, and and paying to get get to get uh, people uh, for people's bail who were arrested during uh, protests and stuff like that. It's man, it's, it's deep. We had a California, the mayor of California uh, resign after he said no good person of color has been killed by the police. Like, like what kind of bullshit is that to say to sit there and say, and I, oh, I promised I wouldn't get on the rant. I left these topics off the, the list specifically because I didn't want to get pissed off. But it's good that these motherfuckers are being called out for the shit that they're doing people are not going to keep settling for the same stuff that we've been dealing with for decades right it's we're tired of it we're tired of it. to sit there and say no good black no good people of color have been killed by the police get the fuck out of here with that shit and i'm sorry i, I know it's been a fairly tame episode and for me to get so fed up going towards the end of it i'm just i personally am tired i personally am sick of it I personally have to sit here and think about the fact that I have to raise two young black men in a world that's built for them to fail. I have to deal with that. As their father, I have to constantly think about that. And countless other people, not even just black men, my daughters. Now, I have to worry about my daughters being looked at as a threat or being in their own house and getting shot. Like, I'm fed up with it. I'm fed the fuck up. And I keep trying my best to not go on a rant because I, like you don't I understand I need to deliver this information and it doesn't need to be that every single week but when you get constantly get reminded of like Breonna Taylor losing her life and the anniversary of that coming and her birthday and like it's hard I'm not going to fucking lie it's hard it's hard not to sit there and constantly worry about what the state's going to be that my children that my sons are going to grow up in but luckily they're going to be the generation who see, who's seeing what's happening now, who's seeing the riots, who's seeing the protests and seeing a country that hopefully is trying to finally come together. Not everyone, of course, but is tired of the shit. And I want to and I want to help and I hope that I'm part of fixing that situation as best that I can. Um, again, I'm sorry to end it on a rant. I had done so, so good. Um but that's it. This has been another episode of the Awaken Soul podcast. Um, I try to be the level headed one. I try to be my I try to keep my passions in check, not because I don't have them or not to make anyone else feel more comfortable, but because I know the power of my leadership. And I know if I don't stay calm and if I rile certain people up, I know what that's going to do. And I know what power my voice has. So while my voice is very much behind it and you're going to continue to hear, you're going to continue to hear me to, to, to talk about it. You're going to continue to see me show up at protests. You're going to continue to see me involved in events. 
to help the cause, I have to be level-headed in what I do because last week, I promise you I was almost on some militant shit. And for the people who didn't realize it or notice it, um, we ended kind of the opening on Martin Luther King, but then we ended the show on Malcolm X. And that's because my ass was ready for some shit. I was ready for war. Um, but as a leader, I realized that I have to be more level-headed in the way that I lead my people. Um, so I'm not going to act like I'm not going to get passionate. I'm not going to act like you're not going to get ranch from me. I'm not going to act like you may not even hear me say, fuck it. Shoot. See, I didn't because I don't need that shit out there. But don't be surprised what you see from me going forward. And as this continues, Juneteenth's coming out. I already got my Juneteenth merch um, on its way. But that's it for the Awakened Soul this week, man. I love y'all. I truly do. I want y'all to stay safe out there. I want y'all to do, do what you're called to do, but stay safe in doing that, right? Because I need you guys. We need you. The culture needs you. Your family needs you. Um, don't do anything stupid out there. Um, but don't stand for any more of this fucking unjust. Um, injustice, I guess I should say. But that's it. This is Hayes for The Awakened Soul. I'm signing off. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the podcast at Awakened Soul Pod, or at The Awakened Soul Pod, depending on where you're looking for us at. But one place you can always find me, my podcast, and the other Berks Media podcasts is at TheBerksMediaNetwork.com, where you can find all the lovely, beautiful, and black-ass podcasts. I am out this week. I love you guys. Peace. Um, I don't share my poetry often, so... This is kind of like nerve wracking for me. So, um, be easy on me. <laughs> so, this is my poem 52820. I think I speak for all of us when I say I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Aren't you? Are you tired? Do you feel like you've run a marathon? Do you feel like the tide just keeps coming in? Do you feel a fire within your chest that pushes you to be angry? Why aren't you angry? Oh, it doesn't affect me. Huh, can't relate. While we die in the streets, the authorities sit back and celebrate. Whew, dodged a bullet there, huh, but he didn't. We tried to stay peaceful through all the belligerence. I can't buy Skittles. I can't go on a run. I can't walk in my backyard. I cannot sit in my own home. I can't write a check. I can't do a damn thing, can I? When I walk down the street, I don't just look both ways. I look left, right, up, down, behind me, and sideways. My senses are heightened. Yours can't compare because I have to be alert whenever I go anywhere. Living life while black is nothing short of a sport. Living life while black you know nothing of the sort we have been conditioned to be scared and live in fear but i don't want to see another mother shed one more tear this anger this hurt this pain it's all boiling over they've been drunk off their power so let's get them sober i can't go one block without seeing a blue lives matter flag while our blue lives use our black men as punching bags i didn't preach acab because it felt like a little much but seeing our young men and women die in the streets is also a little much Sure, you can post on your story about how sad this makes you, but 24 hours later, will it still affect you? Huh, probably not. This world, man, it's crazy. Quick question, does your president still think we're lazy? We're not, we're tired, like we said before. We see these headlines and it hurts us to our core because I'm terrified that one day I'll know the name that sits at the top of the page. That's when this angle will turn into straight up rage. So until the cops that kill are in prison and not just fired, we will scream, shout, and fight because we are sick and tired. Yeah.